I'm trying to do an original song and I can't come up with one. I'm failing at that. So I'm going to change the words to another one. A popular song. Oh, Mitt Romney style. Someone already did that. Yeah, and his name was Weird Al. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I forgot that's what this was about. Today's show is all about Weird Al. Yeah. I knew you'd have a funny intro. Yeah. Even Well, you always have a funny intro. Yeah, I know. They're always super funny, but this one's way funny. Yeah, because you're such a big Weird Al fan. Yeah. This is the second Weird Al movie we've done on Movie Club. That's why when you picked it, I was like, oh, we're going down that road again, huh? Well, we should let everybody know we will eventually do all Weird Al content. I think this is it. <laughs> nope. He, all all media. He, albums, album reviews, TV yep. specials, live concert reviews. We've been to them all. Mm-hmm. He already did a like fake like day in the life video uh, movie um, in the 80s called The Complete Owl. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, and it was hard to find for years. It was not on video. Mm-hmm. And then finally Shout Factory released it a few years ago. And I got, as a Weird Al fan... I was hunting for that for like 20 years well, and I got it and I realized why they never released it before. It was the it's sl- too good. Most yeah. slow, boring thing. I've Usually ever when movies are really good, they don't release them, <laughs> you know, just to let the marketing grow. You know, it's like Disney vault kind of thing. You know, yeah. I thought it was the weird owl vault. Today yeah. we're reviewing weird. The Al Yankovic story, mm-hmm. which is a movie p- uh, picked by Sean. Yeah, I picked it. Uh, I don't even know why I picked it. I just, I think I've, I've seen a lot of this advertised to me. And I thought, why the fuck not? You know, I haven't even heard of this movie until you mentioned it. Actually, oh really? Yeah. So oh, wow. I must have. Where were? Where was this advertised? You know, to be real. Yeah, be real. I follow Weird Al on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, so he was so, just advertising. So that, that I mean, makes it's sense. been months sense. of like when they first announced it with Daniel Radcliffe playing him. It, yeah. It's been nonstop, and so I think that's probably where. That's yeah, I, <laughs> probably from him. I just saw a lot of comedians tweet about it. That was it. That's true. The the promo image. I saw a bunch of comedians tweet out like, you got to see this. Well, that's smart because a lot of comedians were in this movie. Yeah. And so they probably promoted it because they were, you know, wanting to get the spotlight on their parts. When uh, Conan O'Brien was just on Howard Stern last week Mm. and Howard Stern brought this up and he said, yeah, I kept getting texts from like my friend saying like, you're you're really funny. This movie He's like, I forgot I filmed anything for this movie. (laughs) I I had like no idea what they were talking about until like, oh yeah, you were. (laughs) Who who said this? Conan Conan O'Brien. Brian, yeah. <laughs> he was like, was Howard Stern in the movie? No, no, no. <laughs> Conan O'Brien was like, I was just there for like, you know, an afternoon and like hung out with some friends and left. I didn't think about it. <laughs> like, uh-huh. You know, uh, I saw an interview where uh, you know, two uh, w- something. I mean, I'm getting ahead of ourselves here, but two of the three Lonely Island guys are in this movie. Yes. S- somewhat hidden a little bit. But uh, but like Yorma, he plays Pee Wee Herman at one point at a party, just flew himself out on his own dime. He's like, there was no budget to like hire us in it but it's like oh weird al's doing a thing like could we be in it yeah okay great like so people are still that's the same with lynn mel lynn lynn manuel Miranda. lynn manuel <laughs> fucking name gets sushima me. ghost of sushima ghost of Su- lynn manuel miranda same thing where he was like he like heard about the project and oh like, really hey, please be in this oh god i would have paid money to keep him away that's from what i project. said <laughs> When he showed up, which was in the first scene, I was like, they're, "Get him out of they're here!" They're really, they're really good friends. They're really good. Friends. Oh, because they're both musicians. I put that in quotes because Lin Manuel Miranda, you know, 
Yeah. Made some raps about the Constitution. And now this guy's world famous. All he did was make the Constitution rhyme. And now yeah. that, now he's the greatest. Side note. I don't know anybody personally who's a Lin Manuel Miranda fan, unironically. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, I think I might know a couple. And I like Hamilton. I'm a I'm a fan of Hamilton. Yeah, I dug it. And, and I know people who are fans of Hamilton, but they all hate. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in that boat. I'm like, uh, I'm good. You you go oh, over there. Yeah. But I liked Hamilton. I saw it. I saw it on I Disney Plus. Yeah, Hamilton's good. Hamilton's good. Respect. No, I think that but he as a he, song he, writer, very good. As an actor fucking terrible so like you yeah. you hear the music of encanto which you probably haven't seen encanto oh yeah that's but right. the music of that movie is fucking great he wrote yeah. all of it i saw encanto yeah. mu- music sucked. was good <laughs> if he would have sang songs were good songs were good i didn't say the movie was good songs <laughs> were good if he would have you know starred in it i would probably not liked it as no. much <laughs> and i'll tell you why this is his face. Something about his face. It's just there. You have it. It's not, you know, and then his voice. Yeah. Something about his voice, his voice, I think. And I'm going to be, you know, try not to be too critical of him because we're, we're all no, entertainers here. You know, us and Lin-Manuel, we're yeah. on the same industry. You're really so. kind of the same. Boat. Person. I, I can't say anything too bad about this guy. Yeah. But the problem is he has this high pitched voice. Well, I have yeah. a high pitched voice yeah. sometimes too. I know. I can't and, talk and, shit. And yeah. I, uh, I, I really think that's, antithetical to entertainment when you think about all the most famous voices they're <laughs> yeah. all low voices yeah. like this like yeah. weird yeah. now we're talking about voices my voice is going to get intentionally deep well subconsciously i'm going to do that but i know i usually talk about up here i'm up here uh, let me tell I'm you when i was told by the japanese stewardess that my voice was sexy i was i was not talking like no, that he was in a bad i was mood. like uh, i guess we have to bring our fucking luggage down Rock the was like, uh, runway I don't wanna, i'm me. gonna live in japan lift it this off place. i love it so much yeah so I was listening to some uh, entertainment uh, commentators basically talking about how if you have a high pitched voice, you're going to be a oh. bad sports announcer. Oh, yeah. really? this is a real thing. There's real science here. Behind oh, this. yeah. <laughs> well, they, sure. were, they were like looking at some sports announcers careers that had not gone super far. And they were being like, uh, you know, they kind of have a high pitched nasally voice, kind of uh, a little annoying to listen to, you know. Yeah. That's the Lin-Manuel problem as well. That's all I wanted to say. Bring a little scientific analysis to our entertainment discussion today. He he was really good in his episode of Sopranos. <laughs> he um, was. Yeah. He was a uh, bellhop for like two minutes. Was he really? One, yeah, in one episode of Sopranos. Nobody knew him back then. So. Oh, my God. Now you go back and you're like, oh, it's Hamilton. Yeah. That's crazy. He's a wow. bellhop. Anyways, yeah. all right, enough about him. We're here to talk about weird. What's your movie? Weird we, oh, sorry. We're still, yeah, we've got to. You know, Weird Al to me, it's so we. He is such a person that I, you know, such a person. He's such a person. He really, when is. I was younger, I idolized a lot of people, and a lot of them I look back like, oh, what the fuck. But yeah. he is the one where I'm always like, hell yeah. And you know, maybe I don't. His album comes out, I'm not gonna probably buy it, but. I'm always like, good for you, dude. I want him to succeed always. Yeah, I'm happy for him always. That yeah, even when he even when he does something, I'm like, yeah, I didn't really think that was too funny. I mean, uh, to bring it back to Hamilton, the last thing that he's released before this was a Hamilton medley like Polka. thing, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I probably don't need that, but I'm always happy to see him succeed. He's mm-hmm. a, he seems like a great, good, nice dude. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> okay. This movie actually made me feel kind of weird about Weird Al. Hmm. Uh, not negative. Not 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 anything bad sure. about him. Actually, kind of made me feel sad for Weird Al. <laughs> you know, 
as a Weird Al fan, and maybe you guys agree or disagree, but uh, I feel like Weird Al's always been struggling to make it in the mainstream. Yeah. He's always been almost on the edge of breaking through. And sometimes it seems like he has broken through, mm-hmm. you know, like he's, uh, he's referenced a lot on King of the Hill. Bobby was yeah. like a huge weird Al fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody knows weird Al, but at yeah. the same time, I remember weird Al was trying to get like a TV show launched in the nineties and that kind of never really happened. And, uh, UHF yeah. movie we watched on this show previously yeah. was kind of like this underground movie that yeah, it bombed yeah it, it bombed you yeah. know there's always been this sense of weird Al's trying but you know yeah. it's one of these days he's gonna get through yeah and then watching this movie it kind of made me feel like did he ever get through did, <laughs> did he ever make it you know this movie almost feels like it's it's a look back on his whole life mm. yeah and it's fictionalized and right uh, yeah, <laughs> the movie is actually hilarious. I think it's like one of the funniest comedies to come out in a long time. Just I don't watch a lot of movies uh, that are just, you know, straight up comedies. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of like the last mainstream comedy movie that yeah. came out. That was like kind of a, a big hit that I enjoyed. Yeah, I think we kind of talked about that on here, too. It was like, yeah, comedy movies. It's always like. I feel like we always have some kind of unusual takes what do you, on them. What, jog my memory. What are some like recent comedies? <laughs> yeah, I'm, tr- recent I'm honestly trying comedies. to think too. Yeah, because when I was watching this movie, I was like, "This movie's funny," and it's just like you know, it's a lot of act, it's a lot of famous funny actors, and it's you know, shot just like kind of straightforward, legit a comedy to come into theaters. It's just a straightforward comedy. Straightforward movie. comedy. I, I don't know. Can't think. Of I cannot think of one. <laughs> I truly can't. Uh, okay, so let's go back to like I like the first Hangover movie that was like a decade ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. Like Almost. When it. old school 14, came out, 14. I thought that was good. Back in 2002. No way. That was 14 fucking years 2008. Ago. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there were three. There's been three yeah. hangovers. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So uh, much time just passed through my brain just now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So 14 years ago, that was a pretty decent, straightforward comedy. It's not like, uh, you know, I know there's comedies off the top that we're just forgetting to mention. I know. Yeah, I know it wasn't in theaters, but there was a second Borat like a year ago, year yeah, or two ago. I, you know, I didn't or really. Or Jackasses. I mean, those aren't com- Yeah, and you know laughing, what I mean? But it's not. But not straight up scripted comedy. Right. You know, scripted yeah. comedy. Uh, exactly. You know, and, and even those, I feel like we're not straightforward comedies. I feel yeah. like those are. Uh, reality bending comedies, kind of like yeah. kind of like what we do here, Mega sixty four. We're yeah. we're fucking with people out in public. That's yeah. not like uh, we're gonna shoot a funny scene and you say your lines, I say my lines. It's not a scripted and, comedy. Yeah, and we make yeah. it a scripted comedy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, uh, I don't know. I oh my god. I'm I'm one. googling. <laughs> this Google is comedy. I'm googling comedy uh. and and uh, yeah, I've heard of these movies, but they're not. Yeah, they're not good, man. They, they you know, fucking. Hubby Halloween, Hubie Hall with the Adam Sandler, <laughs> Dicky Peeper, Dicky Peeper, like it's shit Halloween like that. It's, it's like uh, you know. I almost the number one thing to come up is like King of Staten Island, but even is that like a straight vote? Fo- yeah, that's that was something. That's a comedy. Is it? I didn't see Judd it. Apatow movie. Oh. Okay, okay. Judd that was a drama. I never saw that. Anyways, we're oh. getting off topic. Point is, yeah. this movie's funny. Mm-hmm. It was surprisingly funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was. It, I. It's funny because I thought I thought it was going to be a funny movie. I just thought the humor was going to come in different ways. Yeah, me too. Uh, the humor was how they played it. And the fact that they got all like dramatic actors to be in this movie, to play it seriously, made it funny. Well, I think, weren't they all comedians in this movie? I mean, there's a lot, but like, the main yeah. the main cast, I feel like, is like, I mean, I guess Rain Wilson's, but, but like, Daniel Radcliffe isn't a comedian. 
You know, like I feel like a lot of these people, the dad isn't a comedian. I don't know who that guy is actually. Maybe he is, but Daniel Radcliffe's performance was actually great. I think he, yeah, honestly, he's not the greatest actor in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I like him as Harry Potter, but I don't know of any other movies where he's like, wow, phenomenal. Dude, (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe killed. I want to say there was one that people kind of praised. People love the one where he was dead, dead body. Yeah. 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 yeah, But he didn't have any lines in that movie. Swiss Army Man. I've actually, um, you know, read some articles where people criticize him because he often plays an American, but he kind of doesn't have a good American accent. He's in the movie Horns. That's another movie that I've seen him in, which he was okay in. But honestly, Weird Al might be his greatest role since Mm. Harry Potter. (laughs) And it might be better acting, a more uh, (laughs) strenuous role to play than Harry Potter. This might be his greatest role of all time. I thought he was... Truly, like he really went for it. Yeah, he did. He really did. And like, will he be nominated for Academy Award? No. Of course not. But maybe a Golden Globe. But honestly, maybe he should. They do the comedies at the Golden Globes. You know what? They always give like a biopic, especially music genre biopics, uh, uh, Academy Award nominations always. Yeah. This one won't get it. And I think that's not fair. I think he should at least get a nomination. Mm -hmm. He was good. Yeah, it's a comedy musical. I mean, this is by definition a comedy musical. So it's. Yeah. Uh, that's the name of the genre that they give awards to. True. Um, yeah, but like, so I like the movie. But all that being said, there was a part of me getting back to my point of the movie made me feel like kind yeah. of weirdly sad for Weird Al because I was like, yeah, this is your biopic, but it's all a big joke. And I, I you know, this movie, in, in, in my opinion, might be the greatest Weird Al piece of content ever created. Mm. Honestly, I don't know how you guys feel. I mean, I don't I, know about that. Nah, I, so. I might have a hot take on this movie. Oh, so Bronco didn't I'm, like I'm, it. But I want to hear. I want to hear you finish oh, your thought oh, oh. because uh, see what you agree and what you don't agree. Yeah, I find this movie to kind of be interesting because I had mixed feelings about it. In yeah, a way, I did too. in a way, I'm like, I like the Weird Al albums, but I feel like they belong in my childhood. Yeah, I'm not sure. gonna pop one on right now. I'm not gonna. You know, if I'm on a road trip and be like, yo, guys, I'm putting on bad hair day. Maybe if I'm rolling with you guys. Yeah, yeah, But but with normal people, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I love him. I've always fucking loved Weird Al. But... But I go into a different mindset when I put his... I'll I'll still put one of his albums on, but it's definitely when I'm like, I'm listening to some 12-year-old shit here. You know what I mean? Like, it's a different mindset. It's not part of my daily routine. And I'm just probably not going to put an album on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But... Sure. I think I would recommend this movie to people. If, you know, hey, I want to watch a funny movie. I'd be like, put on the Weird Al movie. Like this, I think, yeah. is a standalone. You don't have to know much yeah. about Weird Al to get yeah. You're right. pretty good enjoyment out of this. Um, you know, I liked it better than UHF, personally. I like UHF. I love UHF. But yeah, that I, is one of those things where, like, I maybe have my childhood blinders yeah. on on that one. But I love that movie. But that being said, so here's, like, the second half of it. Weird Al is in this movie. He has like a cameo part, but yeah. other than his other than his cameo part, I felt like the actual Weird Al, it's not really in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then the movie is kind of just made up. So he wrote it. It's just like I don't know. I just take it as like a comedy movie. It's a very funny comedy movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, but it kind of made me reflect on the career of Weird Al and just kind of feel like I wish Weird Al was appreciated more. Yeah, you know, I feel like Weird Al. And I could talk more about this over the course of this episode. You know, we could sum up the movie, but, uh, 
I feel like I'm the person who's always kind of shitting on Weird Al mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> haha, Weird Al. Mm. You know, but he doesn't write the songs. I have more respect for the artists who make the music. Sure. And then that became almost like a uh, reoccurring theme throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to me because I was like, oh, Weird Al's aware of this, uh, you know, mentality towards him that he's not a real artist. And so it made me reflect on my feelings towards Weird Al because I was like Weird Al is almost calling me out as a fan because I'm one of those people who believe like yeah funny parody songs but you're not a real musician yeah and then in a way it made me feel like oh maybe I should appreciate Weird Al more (laughs) and then it it took me on this third leg of like maybe the world should appreciate Weird Al more but then it took me on this fourth leg of (laughs) but Weird Al's career is over uh, the the almost the chance to appreciate him his passing uh, it, and it, well it almost feels like this was the moment to do it like yeah. a movie about the, how this guy created this career mm-hmm. and and it's just kind of eh, pfft, you know kind of like and I'm not saying that like fucking terrible movie or anything but you know what I mean it's like almost this maybe was the moment like oh a movie about how this fucking guy did this yeah. And and well, it's just a big joke. I think what he said you know. is that it's the most boring story, and it does. That's you know, true. Like he <laughs> yeah, even maybe. said, like you know, when they the, the they did the VH1 behind the music, they were like struggling to find any drama, and that's why they really yeah. highlighted that Coolio thing, even though that wasn't a big deal. Yeah, that yeah. was resolved in a night. But they were like, I got it. We this is boring. You got to drum it no up. No one gives yeah. a fuck. You know, like yeah. you you. Or a nice guy who never did drugs and never had a problem and just kind of just did your own thing. Yeah. Like, that's fine, you know. So yeah. to have it be this movie, that's funny. I mean, honestly, maybe write a book one day about that. Like, I don't, maybe a movie isn't the way to do it. Like, you know, who <laughs> yeah. needs a biopic? Exactly, exactly. And, and I think they have put a book. They have. He has put a book. This yeah. is my point. They've done so, it. Yeah. They've done it all. Nobody, yeah. nobody fucking cares. Weird Al can't break through. This movie is going to be the most mainstream thing he but, ever does. But that is something I will say that I enjoy about him. It, he, you're right. He, he is. He's on that bleeding edge. He's mainstream, but he isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got millions of followers. It's not like he's nobody, but but he's right on that bleeding edge. And that's something I actually enjoy about him is any time in the past when he did put out an album, it was always Weird Al returns. He's back. Yeah, you, you can't kill Weird Al. And then it's like a month later out of the public consciousness. Is he dead? Did he die? Puts out another album and it's that again. And I always got entertainment out of that. You know, anytime he put something out, it was like revenge of Weird Al, you know? It kind of um, is like every single person, you go to anyone, do you know who Weird Al is? Yes. They yeah. will know him. Yeah. But I don't think he's mega rich. Mm, they yeah. just know who he is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Weird Al wrote this movie mm-hmm. with the guy who directed it. Yeah. And... uh this is this guy's first movie, but I guess he's directed a ton of like television for for years and years. Yeah, so. did st- and he did the original short for Funny or Die because this was based on right, right. a short they did like ten years ago on Funny or Die, where it was like a joke trailer for the Weird Al biopic, mm-hmm. and he directed that. So yeah, he was still yeah. yeah attached to it from that. Um, but but Weird Al wrote it, and yeah. what I think is the most enjoyable part of this movie. What makes it so funny is how highly self-aware Weird Al is. You, you could just tell the writers of this movie were so self-aware. Yeah, this movie is actually really smart. You know, I think that, and you know, a lot most people just praise it for its comedy, and it takes your expectations of Weird Al and it turns them on its head, time and again in these little small ways that are just 
really surprising and really funny. Um, you know, so out the gate, the episode, the episode, it's like a TV show. <laughs> we'll sum up the movie here as we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the movie kind of starts with Weird Al as a child. And by the way, in case you don't know, none of this is based on Weird Al's actual life. It's all made up. Um, there are some moments yeah, that are like derived what, from reality, but none of them. Especially in the beginning. Are, I think yeah. I liked the beginning the most because I, yeah. I knew they were like, oh, this this did happen, but not in this way. But you're tweaking it. Yeah. Yeah. And but I think the fact like he really got his accordion from a traveling salesman. Like that's yeah. what that did happen. Yeah. But what happened next with the salesman didn't, you know, like all yeah. the, so like that kind of thing was cool. And then I kind of like, well, we'll go into the new part later. Well, yeah, all I was going to say is when he's a child, his dream is to like take a well-known song and change the words to it. And it's such a like little childhood thing he does. And his father treats it like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. you're getting the words all wrong. <laughs> and he's like, but it's, it's just my dream to do this. And they like, whose dream is it to grow up to be a parody, like comedy musician? Obviously nobody, yeah, but a very specific genre. Yeah, yeah. But I like the joke that, you know, it's just funny. Obviously you're yeah. thinking like nobody, nobody wants to do this, but no, like he dreams of doing it as a kid. Yeah. Nobody like thinks the like polka music is cool or playing the accordion is cool. But in this movie, they treat the accordion like it's drugs. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was, I really liked that. The polka party, I thought was fucking funny. Like, yeah. I was laughing at all of that. But, where, you know, go ahead. even like you said, a traveling salesman shows up, uh, you know, and is like, are your parents home? And, you know, he's like, I gotta show you something. He shows him the accordion, like gets him into it. And then his dad walks in. He's like, what the hell are you doing in my house? And just like punches the guy in the face <laughs> so hard. And by the way, it's a famous com- comedic actor. It's the guy from uh, uh, Reno 911. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of him. I know his last Tom, name is Lennon, Tom, right? Thomas Lennon? Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Lennon. Yeah. Um, and he's just like kind of the first of a whole slew of comedic cameos. Jack Black is in this movie. Weird Al is in this movie. Um uh, Two of the three Lonely Island two guys. Two of the three Lonely I lo- Island guys. love that guys. Andy couldn't quite make yeah, it down. Yeah, I couldn't make it down. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, you know, we see the story of Weird Al as a kid kind of wanting to be a parody artist, getting into like, uh, playing the accordion. And then we see him kind of like throughout his life, we flash forward to him in college and there's this, uh, really funny scene where he like discovers his, how, you know, he basically is challenged to make a parody song. This is a recurring theme all throughout the movie. People are always challenging him to make a parody song. And he's like with his college buddies and he's like, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. And they start hearing my Sharona playing on the radio while he's making a sandwich. And it's just so dumb. Uh, they take these weird Al songs that are really famous, his big hits from the eighties and all throughout the movie, the whole movie is just based around like, how did he make these famous songs? How did he make eat it? Mm-hmm. How did he make Amish paradise? And it starts with my Bologna. Um, <laughs> There's a funny joke in this scene where it just plays the riff of my Sharona over and over. And it's on the radio and his roommates are like, what's going on? The record must be skipping at the radio station. And they start slapping the radio like, come on, DJ, wake up. And I was like, that's a mega 64 joke. Like you're trying to wake up the DJ by slapping your radio. Yeah, there's another gag in this movie that I thought, oh, that is so mega 64 in its dna it made me very happy to what was feel it? a connection i'll i'll, I'll point it out because for me it. it was the idea they kept referencing 
you gotta use a hay boy. And they kept doing like yeah. they made up this thing that doesn't exist, but yeah. everyone knows what it is in this movie. And it's like, oh, a hay boy! Yeah. Like everyone knows. Like it's such a fucking stupid yeah. idea. But I feel like we would have done something like that. We're yeah. like, this thing exists now in the world. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Oh, yeah, obviously. Uh, the, yeah, the hay boy was uh, when they tried to get him to sneak out of the house. It's like I can't. My parents, they they you know they watch me all the time. They tuck me in, and I was like, yeah, he's a hay boy. What's a hay boy? This guy doesn't know anything. It's hard cuts <laughs> yeah. to like his mom. Good night, Al. And it's literally like a dummy made out of hay <laughs> from a farm with like his clothes on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh yeah, and, and uh it's a really funny movie. I, I just keep saying this. I think my favorite part of the movie is about halfway through. The movie's always playing with your expectations. Al is struggling to be taken seriously as an artist, which again is kind of drawn from real life, mm-hmm. you know. And he he wants to make an original song. He ends up like taking drugs. This movie is filled with uh, references of him taking hard drugs and being an alcoholic, (laughs) which I also think is really funny because we famously know Weird Al doesn't do any of that stuff. (laughs) So again, he turns every expectation on its head. He takes hard drugs and comes up with Eat It. Eat it! Eat it! He takes it to the record company and plays it and they're like, this is brilliant. Who's this a parody of? No one. (laughs) It's an original song. (laughs) <laughs> I wrote it myself. <laughs> you know, right. Everybody, you know, he's parodying Michael Jackson, one of the most famous songs of all time. That was like, again, I was like, this is like really funny. Uh, yeah, it plays your expectations. Like yes. I, that, that especially that like trope of this is his original song and Michael Jackson covered him. Yeah. Is very clever, I thought. It's clever, and it's not just a joke in the movie. It's a plot point in the movie because Michael Jackson later releases Beat It, and he's like, he's, he parodied my song, and he gets so angry at the <laughs> idea of somebody parodying his song, and he throws this rampage, which is like what you hear Coolio did back in the day. Yeah, you yeah. hear like all these people were so angry to have Weird Al parody their song. Now he's on the other side. Time and again, this... And it's such an organic plot point. Like, it it grows out of his original song, Eat It. Uh, the movie's really smart. The movie's really funny. You know, I, I hope I hope people out there watch it and enjoy it. I'm dying to know, because I don't think Rocco liked it, or maybe... I'm, I'm, you, no, you, said hot, he had, you said he had a hot I take. I want to know so. what your hot take <laughs> is. Um... My basically my feeling on it was I I am all I'm weird about fucking comedies. I always have been. I'm always I always have a weird relationship to comedy movies. Um, you know, UHF, I'm not gonna say that was like a masterpiece by any stretch, but it's so committed to being what it is, and you know, it's just it's it's charming to me. But um with this movie, I it it's kind of what you just said, Sean. The the early parts of the movie kind of mirror it. it I thought this movie would kind of walk the line more mm. where it's like, oh, this is the real kind of path of how this happens, but it's kind of peppered with bullshit. You know what I mean? And I thought the early parts of the movie did that really well where they're I mean, they're literally saying the most ridiculous shit. We would rather you not be who you want to be and actually start acting like who you don't want to be. Oh, my God. You know, like fucking stupid dialogue but it's all kind of following the the real path of how this artist came to be and i just felt by i just felt like the second half they're just going crazy and i i kind of i don't know found myself kind of disengaging and i maybe have kind of talked about this i i have something that happens in my brain i have this 
alarm that goes off with certain things. And yeah. I know how it's going to sound where I start going, eh, this is a waste of time. And it happens to me on so many things. I remember trying to watch that, that Nathan Fielder show that just came out, the audition. And, and I have nothing against that guy. I think that guy is brilliant and, um, you know, not even shitting on that show, but like, you know, Oh, we want to train this guy to talk with this, to talk on a date. Okay. Well, um, we trained him even further. We built a replica of the restaurant that he's going to, so we can replicate what he's going to have to go through on the date. My brain starts to go, okay, the this is a, shut up. I'm like, I can't do an hour of that. I don't know what it, like, that's not even a bad idea, but I can't do a full hour of that. And I think with this movie, it kind of starts to go into all the biopic cliches. Oh, he faced alcoholism. He faced whatever. All of those beats are in that original video they made like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? It goes through like all, you know, in one trailer, it goes through all these things. And it might just be a lifetime of editing shorts, but I just go like, I don't think this needs to be two hours. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got well, it. Well, I agree with you there. I also felt like it didn't need to be two hours. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the second hour, I kept feeling like. Yeah. It always felt like the second hour was filled with uh, this feeling of there's only 10 more minutes of this movie. And then it would be the whole nother wing of, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, now he's dating Madonna. All right. Well, there, yeah. there's 10 more minutes of this. Then they'll get to the end. Oh, now uh, Madonna's been abducted and taken to South America. All yeah. right. Well, he's going to rescue Madonna. and That's going to be the end of it. No, nope. it, it, you know, there's even, you know, now he's got to go yeah. reconcile with his parents. And I was... Uh, I wished it was a little bit shorter, but at the same time, when he was in South America mm -hmm. fighting Pablo Escobar yeah. uh, and saving his girlfriend, Madonna, mm -hmm. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of UHF a little bit. Oh, it definitely. Yeah. That and, was like the and, Rambo yeah. scene to yeah, me. Yeah, it was like, sure. I thought of the Rambo scene. And, yeah. and for better or worse, I had this feeling of like, Weird Al's Weird Al. You know, this motherfucker loves going into the jungle with a machine gun. <laughs> that he, he, he wants to be the... Yeah. Weird Al loves sending up, uh, you know, media. He, yeah. that's what, that's who he is at his core. Yeah. He takes the media that we consume as Americans and he makes fun of it. Mm -hmm. And this movie turned into a send up of a biopic and, yeah. and an action movie. It just kind of turned into a modern UHF where it's like, he's just making fun of all the tropes of modern movies, love yeah. stories, biopics, action movies. Yeah. Yeah, for better or worse, you know, yeah. it, it it stopped being the you know what it was, and it turned into just like kind of your regular old Weird Al stuff. Yeah, and but that, without Weird Al, and that was a, I think that for me it's like once he did the the LSD trip, the movie kind of changed, but the movie yeah. was still funny. Like yeah. there is still so many Weird Al things in there where like he's in the factory, he hits that button, and a guy just dies. And then, like, they're taking care of that while him and his dad are having this moment, not even caring. But, like, yeah. that is a Weird Al joke to the max, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I kept thinking, like, oh, man, it's kind of not what it was in the beginning. But I'm yeah. still laughing at these jokes. I just, maybe not as invested as I was earlier yeah, on. Yeah, my, my, my waste of time alarm was definitely going off. But I, it's not like I was hating, oh, I hate that, you know, I wasn't hating it. Um, you know, in fact, when he, when he goes and he kills the dude and takes his machine gun, mm -hmm. I love, you know, <laughs> this will do just little lines like that, yeah. you know? And I think, I think there is part of me that wishes it either played it more straight like that to the point that it's like, this is fuck, this is stupid. I almost wish it would do that or go the naked gun route that UHF did. 
That because that most of Weird Al's media is that. That's his sense of humor typically. So I, I dig it in kind of a cute way. Uh, I but you know I kind of wish it walked the line more, maybe a little bit. But but anyway, but yeah, I, I you know I wasn't hating it. I just that felt like I don't know if this justifies a two-hour thing. That was, I guess, my... I came in here complaining. I was like, I can't believe this movie's over two hours. (laughs) I felt like it was over two hours. It felt to me, yeah, it It, felt long. Yeah, and you guys were like, it's only an hour and 45 minutes. But I think that they would have cut off 15 more minutes. I think we would have, like, a great, great movie, you know? Yeah, and and again, I might be... uh, Again, that initial short they did, it has a a lot of these beats in it. And I, I think, there, again, it might be a lifetime of editing short comedy stuff that my brain goes like, ah, you could do this in five minutes. They, you could do, might just be me. There's times where they let it like hang in, in a good way. Or like mm-hmm. that scene where Dr. Demento tries to adopt we're out at the end and yeah. it's so uncomfortable yeah. and they don't cut. And it's just like two people <laughs> not like, oh, uh, oh, sorry. And it's just, you, I felt so uncomfortable even though it's a yeah. fucking stupid movie. Yeah, yeah. So there's times um, that they let it go long and it worked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That all of it had to be shorter. Yeah. Uh, my only uh, real bummer with this movie was I felt like it was missing a like truly. Uh, I feel like it never kind of had one scene that was like fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And there were a lot of scenes where I was laughing. I was like, that's funny. That's funny. That was funny. But there's. No moment in this movie where it's going to be remembered forever for this funny scene, you know, which yeah. so few movies do. But I uh, I the whole time I was like, where's that one scene that's that's killing me? And, you know, Derek, whatever whatever you may think about UHF, they, they will still play the clip of you get to play with the fire hose and <laughs> they blast the shit out of that kid at every Weird Al concert. They play that clip yeah. and it's like the Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. This one didn't have that one. There's a uh, yeah, some or even the Wheel of Fish from UHF. Yeah, so, yeah you know this on. movie doesn't have that thing that you're gonna always think back of and kind of chuckle. Yeah, yeah. you know that truly cracks you up. To yeah. me, the closest it came. I just want to say my favorite part was uh, Jack Black is there, Wolfman Jack. Like yeah. what? Do a parody. <laughs> They're at a party with all the famous people in Hollywood, which I thought was funny. Like Elvira is there. Yeah, yeah. Pee Wee Herman is yeah, there. Yeah. Literally every guest at this party is a different, like, iconic person yeah. from yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Why don't you do Another One Bites the Dust? Another One Bites the Dust is a good idea. Who said that? And this guy steps <laughs> forward. What's his name? Um, I got it right. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's like John Deacon. John Deacon. John, yeah, Deacon. John Deacon. I did. Who are you? John. John Deacon. And then they, they put it so serious. They're like, uh, yeah. Yeah. From, from Queen. What do you... Yes, I'm John Deacon, the bass player from Queen. <laughs> oh, like nobody knew who he was. Well, yeah, play another one, bites the dust. Uh, Which, the Queen song. Yeah, were you was that really say, him? Uh, no, I'm okay. saying uh, the band Queen wouldn't let them use Freddie Mercury's name. They 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 own that or whatever, oh, and okay. said you can't yeah. use that. So then they're like, okay, we'll use that guy. We'll make fun of him, the bass player. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because yeah, that nobody w- nobody did know the bass player. That was their little pot shot, and I thought that was really funny. And then I read about that. He, later. he does the parody. I just wanted to say that afterwards, that was brilliant. We're doing a little concert called Live Aid. We'd like to have you on the show. 
Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. They just like they all start laughing at him, and then and then stun. Like they're not only just laughing at him. All right, stun this guy. Yeah, <laughs> they, they eject yeah. him from like, the party. Like they say, "Fuck you!" About twenty five times yeah. in a yeah. row, and that that was my kind of gag. I I yeah. I, I felt yeah. that. That was my favorite scene from the movie. My, it was pretty funny. Um, I don't know if this is jumping ahead. No, I no, could no, say no. definitively my favorite gag, where I was like. Fuck! If if you put me in the editing room and they were like, "Yo, how do you end this movie?" I would have ended this movie the same <laughs> way they landed on, where this dude is loading the gun in the audience yeah. for twenty minutes. This is my no, kind of joke. Too. No one's saying anything, and then yeah, thank you for the award. Ah! Weird Al was gunned down <laughs> yeah. and murdered in 1985. Yeah. Madonna is still alive. That's literally, uh, that's Omega 64. And that, the main I, character dies off camera yeah. at the end. But that was like. <laughs> that's like the wolves attacking and, someone at the end. And yeah, yeah credits. Cause, yeah, because I really was sitting there like, this went a little too. Again, you know, not super negative, but just like, meh, I'm good. Yeah. And when it that hit, I was new I just, again. I that was, is, in my opinion. I love the comedy of we've spent two hours telling you the life story of this character, showing you every little detail. How does it end? Well, I'm not going to show you, but I'll just tell you he was yeah. he was murdered. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, that's that's this is a little bit of behind the scenes too. Our our interactive hell festival this year, we we had that same kind of gag where it's like let's do something so awesome the devil will love us. What they did was so cringy, it will not ever be played. They failed. Goodbye. Yeah, uh, <laughs> off camera, they failed. We're and, not, not going to show you. And Goodbye. I got legitimate like emails or DMs or whatever about it that were like, hey, what was the original segment? Like, you guys didn't air it too, on the yeah. replay? And I'm like, oh, maybe maybe this is just our kind of joke. Maybe this is nah. just... <laughs> Apparently, Weird Al is part of yeah, us. Yeah, so I, was, I, felt, I felt seen. Um, so I was, I was uh, a big so fan of that. So let me talk about the worst part about this movie. The okay. fact that it's on Roku... <laughs> and yeah, okay, yeah. it's free. Okay, yeah, I I'll pay for it if I don't have to see commercials. Or yeah. maybe if you have a Roku stick, it's no commercials. I don't know how this works, but yeah. I try to watch it on fucking Roku.com, and it's a commercial for thirty two seconds. And it was yeah. so frustrating. I, yeah, I, w- I would have gladly paid full price for the movie to own it. I again, happy to support Weird Al. I always when he puts shit out, I buy it. I've always done that, and I would have I would have paid twenty bucks for this. I would have done it, but they I had no option. Uh, but Weird Al did say that, you know, a lot of people have had a torrent of questions right. on Twitter about it, but he couldn't answer them. So. You know, uh, also, okay, so it's on Roku, and this they they there's $8 million. They filmed this movie in 18 days, which I think is wow. pretty crazy. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that. It's kind of inspiring a that's little bit. Well, I guess, but, you know, it's, it's pretty good. I mean... They're at like a Two. a pool and a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a green screen, it, it does. Co- yeah, I you but could still, see that, but still, still two and a half you know, weeks is pretty. Even good. like the uh, the when he's a kid, all this stuff, pretty good. Um, this is what really pisses me off, and I just read this and I was devastated. So Weird Al wrote a song for the ending of this movie. Yeah, and at the end he says, "Now that this is a real movie, I can be nominated for an Oscar." Yeah, is was the joke. Yeah, would he ever have been nominated for an Oscar for this movie? Who will never know because it didn't qualify. For the Oscars, because to be qualified, it has to play a week in an L.A. movie theater. Weird Al begged Roku, please play the movie theater for just a week. Like, please, oh. please, please. And then I'm sure you go- you would have gone. Yeah. Johnny would have gone. Kevin would have gone. That's and three. That's it three played, tickets. It played one night. It played a Beyond Fest one night. Right. But if it needed to play for a week, yeah. Roku Ooh. wouldn't front the cash for it. And uh, it, it now it's not eligible for, for that. 
which is, oh. you know, not the biggest deal in the world. Would this have won an Academy Award? Probably not. But still, it's like, <laughs> ah, just give him the week. I wonder what the real reason is because, you know, that movie, The Room, famously, yeah. arguably the worst movie of all time. Yeah. Tommy Wiseau uh, put that movie in theaters for a week just so it would be eligible for an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. And he independently funded that movie for not very, not $8 million. I really less. feel like. Weird Al could have. Like, hey, how Weird much Al? could that have cost to put it for a week? Like, what did Roku really have to lose? It has yeah. to be in an LA movie theater. Yeah, that's apparently what. What the fuck? That's what I read. You can't well, do a limited engagement. Theater? I'm sure it could have been New York or something. Could it have been New York? Could it it have been Lee Summit, Missouri? You don't have to just be in L.A. to qualify for the Oscars. Could they do it in Asheville, North Carolina? Why has it got to be in L.A.? You know what? I'm telling you, this is what I read. I don't know who wrote it. I don't have a source. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, crazy maybe I'm right. Happened, so. Bullshit. That's, this movie deserves an Oscar. Yeah. Best well, picture, best director, best writer, best actor, Daniel Radcliffe. They nominate 10 movies, and I've seen a lot of movies this year. They were not that good. So this <laughs> this is, has a shot. Yeah, what was the, what's the most number one nominated movie this year, huh? What's that, the front that, runner? What it will be? Yeah. Avatar. Avatar? I'm no, I'm not joking. Fuck that. That new Steven Spielberg movie. The, what is it? The, the fucking Fablemans, the fucking dude. Get ready for the motherfucking Fablemans. They're gonna they're gonna give it to Spielberg for his like, last movie and, for sure. And you know why? Because Spielberg's last movie. It, you know, it might be like there there there's talk that quietly it might be because it's about himself, like learning filmmaking and stuff as a as a kid. Uh, sort of biopic. Oh God, sort yeah. of biopic. It's like and, this sort of biopic. His ego has been fully realized. And uh, and uh, anyway, Hollywood is in love with itself. They're gonna see that and go, oh, little movie about the magic. Could you of imagine movie making? Um, a biopic about us someday, oh. and it's like really dramatic. Like, and then we taped the boxes together and spray painted them blue. Yeah. Then the Tetris <laughs> video was filmed. This whole saga. Like, well, if we go out there, we could get killed, arrested, or, or my mom might ground me. <laughs> Just so corny. Dude. People, Oscar worthy. Anyways. Spielberg, he can do whatever he wants. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see it. Bring, bring me the Fablemans. You know what I loved in this movie was the times that you thought they were going somewhere and they took a hard turn, or like the mom was talking about how she's gaining weight. I know I'm fat. I'm fat. I know it. And like she's giving you the lines to the song, <laughs> you're ready for it. And then like he just moves on. And the mom goes, "Oh seriously?" Like not acknowledging that one. Like I, I really yeah. liked it when every now and then. My my favorite joke of the whole movie though is when they break character a little bit when Will Forte, who I think was great in this movie, is like yeah. talking shit on Weird Al. Like, look at you, you're so ugly, that stupid hair and mustache, and it cuts to the real the real Weird Al, who's like, okay, 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 <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, it's good. It's it was a fun time all the way around. Like, yeah, I kind of like to identify with the first part more, but overall, I had fun the entire time. So I'm not really complaining about this movie. Is my thought. Do I'm, want to- I'm glad they got my all-time favorite Weird Al lyric in this movie, which was uh, hitching up the buggy, churning lots of butter, raise the barn on Monday, soon I'll raise another. Think you're really pious? Think you're pure at heart? Well, I know I'm a million times as humble as thou art. Mm-hmm. I just love that they played Amish Paradise. Like, the movie ends with he was assassinated in 1985. So he <laughs> yeah. played Amish Paradise with yeah. Coolio sitting mad yeah. in the audience. Ten years in before the song was created. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I loved that. That was also another one of my favorite gags, them panning over to Coolio going in the... Like, that was so, the most obvious gag to his real life or whatever. Right. I thought that was funny. All right, so let's give this movie some shakers. Okay, well, I picked it, so I guess I'll go first. 
Um, I thought it was exactly what I would hoped it to be. I love this movie. Uh, is it the best movie I've ever seen? No, but I laughed the whole way through and I love Weird Al. So I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a four. Why not? Weird Al, good for you, you know? And you know what Derek is saying, like Weird Al facing the mainstream? I think this is it. I think people are talking about this movie. It's becoming, like, it's, yeah, it's not in theaters, but like, I think that for Weird Al, like everyone, like, you know, all these comedians being in it, it's like a recognition of like, you're respected among us. Like, you're one of us, Weird Al. We like you. Nice. Um, yeah. I pretty much agree. I think it's a good movie. Uh, I'm going to give it three. Just, you know, it's a silly comedy movie about Weird Al. It's pretty funny. Um. Yeah, I feel like it's too... It's one of those things. I feel like it's too low giving it a two. But three... I don't know. I might, I might go two. Uh, I wish, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think it justified its runtime. I think it could have, you know, I think there's a great concept for a short here. It was a short. I don't know if it needed to be a full movie, but there's some really funny stuff in it. Um, yeah. Dang, I guess, the, I guess two. that's it. Two. Two. This guy yeah. did not like the movie. Two out of five. Jeez. Just, to me, it's like below average. I would I would have done two point five. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I I'm guess like, I'm like a three point five. Honestly, I'm I'm yeah, a high, I'm a high I, three. I just like to me you. I don't know. It was just fun, and I don't I don't wasn't expecting anything else but just to laugh at it, and I did. Yeah, so. yeah. The movie made me chuckle like every five or ten minutes. So yeah, yeah I think good. I think for me it just followed the all the biopic cliches. It didn't really do anything to circumvent my expectation but it was fun seeing everyone in it so i think that's where i sit mm-hmm. okay all right well well uh that is weird the al yankovic story and you can throw that one in the trash because we're moving on next week we're going to be watching a movie from south korea that's right we're going international we're going to appreciate some real cinema some movie from around the world real piece of art this might be the most famous movie to come out of South Korea in a decade. What about Parasite? What about what? Isn't, isn't, isn't Parasite from South Korea? This is more famous than Parasite, oh, yes. Oh. And this movie involves a train. It's the, most famous, Snow it's the most famous movie about a train to come out of South Korea. Mm-hmm. That's right, Rocco. You said it. Train to Busan. Oh. We're oh. going to be watching Train to Busan next week on Movie Club. Check it out. And join us for our discussion. It's going to get wild. Uh. I don't know that. And that's it. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen it yet. So go watch it. Okay. On the last train to Busan. I'm doing like a Weird Al thing. Yeah, go ahead. Last train to Busan. We will see it on here next week. It's not the train from Snowpiercer. It's not snowing outside. And no, 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 no. It's sunny That's out. Good. Weird Al is really better. Good. That's really good. His version of this is better. Shut oh, the weird fuck up.